Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Natalie Jeans and Natalie John, and today I'm chatting with Nat. We have the honor of having singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and producer Brenda Carsey. Brenda Carsey is a law is a Los Angeles, California singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and producer. Carsey has been studying music and performing since the age of five. Carsey has an unmistakable sound rooted in the classic pop diaspora and delivers an engaging, energetic show, seamlessly mixing a unique blend of musical genres. She will stop you in your tracks with poetic lyrics, fluid melodies, engaging chord progressions, funky rhythms, and a voice filled with passion and soul. My God, that was a tongue twister. Let's give her a round of applause. <clears throat> Hi, Brenda. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's my honor. Um, now, how have you been during this, what I call the cray-cray years, meaning... The elections, George Floyd, a pandemic, Ukraine, Roe versus Wade, monkeypox, COVID had some babies. Um, <laughs> it's just been, I don't, every time you wake up, you, you're just like, okay, you're thinking, okay, today I'm not going to hear about anything crazy. And then you wake up and there's always something new. So how have you, how have yeah. you been? How have you been? Um, I have been, uh, depressed (laughs) to to say it blank, to say it bluntly. I feel like, um, I feel like you'd have to be a crazy person to not be depressed and bothered by everything that's been happening. Um, yeah, it's been really hard. It's been hard. I definitely find solace in friends and in, um, nature and in music. So I'm grateful I have some stuff I'm interested in, you know what I mean? To put my, my energy and feelings into. Um, yeah. You know what? Music has been my saving grace throughout this whole whole time. I have to admit that during 2020, it was really hard for me to get into writing music, really wanting to listen to music. I did get COVID. I got the first batch of COVID. So, you know, I have long-term effects of that, but, um, but in 2021, I was just like, okay, I got to do something um, to get things done. Um, but I understand the whole depression thing. I can tell you right now that this whole recent mass shooting is just, I mean, I've been crying and it's really put me in a deep funk. Mm-hmm. I just don't, yes. I, I just don't know where this country is going. This country just doesn't care. I mean, I and I don't put responsibility just on NRA, the different political sides and stuff. I put it on all of us. We have to fight. We just have to fight for yeah. 
children that are out here. I just can't. I I just and and for a sheriff to just say, well, yeah, it was a bad decision, huh? That means yeah. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of uh. There's a lot of unfortunate ignorance in the country. I think because I think one of the reasons is that we actually don't um. Uh, support people who are intelligent. We don't like smart people in this country. Um, so, so people who who try to educate themselves or grow or change are like judged and challenged by a lot of people. Um, and uh, in regards to just doing something about it, the first step is like is not being ignorant anymore. Is admitting like the right, yeah, admitting the complexities that are creating circumstances that do that including obviously like bad laws and people like being like well I'm not surprised and all those like half-assed comments that are that are frivolous and not deep but in addition to that it's like bullying you know depression like lack of access lack of equality like all these things are involved in all of these you have traumatized people that feel lost and alone and maybe don't have music like you do um, or like I do or, 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 or an outlet or, or a friend or somebody that they can feel like safe with, you know what I mean? To find like another path. I mean, you, you're, you're preaching to the choir right now because I've been saying that for the longest time, especially the aspect about bullying. I said, people just, I said, this country does nothing about bullies. They do nothing. Yeah. No, I expel them. Get people, and 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 the thing is, the the whole bullying thing is just like people don't. Un- if you've never been bullied, you just don't understand what it does to a person's psyche. And it's not mm-hmm. we're not that um, people are justified in what they're doing, but you have to understand the bullying thing. Okay, I mean, mm-hmm. for a person, kill kids, children. Now, adults is bad, but children. They have yet to have done anything real, real, something real, grown. I don't know. It's just traumatic. And his dad was just like, I don't want people to look at my child as a monster. But unfortunately, I'm sorry. If you 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 go to little children that are defenseless to kill them because you're hurting, there's something wrong there. And that person is a monster. Um, you know, it, it, it's just it's just crazy. But that being said, yeah, how about you? Um, you know. <laughs> Curl. Yeah. Like, yay. Um, one of the things that I like to ask is this question, you know, bear with me here. You know, during the pandemic, uh, we had a lot of downtime. Even if you were working from home, you had a lot of time to think. Um, and one of the things, there were a lot of things that I saw um, that were just very either crazy or they made me really think about certain things about life. Um so, you know, even, you know, there were a lot more people walking around with their family members because they had the time to do so. You know, the pandemic was obviously horrible, but at the same time, there were some, there were some pros. And so, you know, I know friends that come back on work because they realized they weren't spending enough time with their families. Um, the pollution level went down when we weren't out in the street. So I know the trees and the grass and the animals were just like, oh, we're not getting hit by cars today hopefully they don't come back um so the climate change thing was there um you know there are a lot of people that quit their jobs there's so many articles on that because they realize you know yeah life is short 
I need to do something that's more in line with my passion, my destiny, my whatever. And then artists, um, some artists created EPs, albums, singles, some rebranded, some um, decided not to do music anymore. Um, so there was a lot of self-introspection. So did you take the time to really think about how you want to be perceived as an artist? Did you think about rebranding? Did you think about staying the way that you are? What did you think about? Um, I definitely did not think about rebranding or anything like that because I don't care. Um, right. And I, and I, good or bad, yeah, and, and good or bad, I'm, I'm, you know, good or bad, I don't have a, a manager or a team of people telling me what to do. So I actually ended up experimenting um, during that time as just a direct emotional response to the observations I had in the world around me. And besides releasing like, um, besides releasing a, uh, an acoustic album, I ended up releasing an EDM album. People are like, it has nothing to do with me. It sounds like nothing I do, but it was just something that organically happened because it I felt like I was able to capture the feelings that I was going through at the time through noise better than I was with words. Okay. Um, so, so I was just experimenting with that and then also like knew I was going to have this like really big album that was going to be my next album, but that was put on hold until it was safe for people to come together. Um, but no, I was definitely like just being present and rolling with the unfolding madness mm-hmm. and, and everything that was going on. Um, I was a, was an, am a full-time musician. So I lost all of my work um, and everything that I had. It was pretty wild. Um, definitely like some self-reflection definitely had moments where I was like, what am I even doing? Should I quit? It, this is all BS anyway. And like the industry is a ta- it's a, not a healthy industry for, for individuals in general. Right. But honestly, on the other side of it, I was like, this is, this is what I do. And, and in regards to like the, the mass shooting and everything else, like, uh, like the songs that I write are very observational and reflective of what I see. So I have songs about um, the harms of social media called scroll click that came out during the shutdown. I have a song about that's called bang, bang. That'll come out um, soon about how much I hate guns <laughs> in a nutshell. Right. And uh, about like you know uh, like gender equality um i yeah i just write about what i'm what i'm experiencing i'm more observational and external at this point in my career than i am about like my feelings and my own personal experience i'm more interested in like what everyone's going through as a community at this point in my life and my art reflects that yeah so that you would be considered like me a social impact message uh type of writer mm. You write about your surroundings. You write about things that are going on with your own soul and stuff like that, which is is great. You know, mm-hmm. what I've been trying to do is get people to understand that music evolves over time because people just don't get social impact message music. I, I think the music industry doesn't get it because I've entered some of my songs of like songwriting contests. Well, I don't know if this would chart. Sometimes music is not about charting. It's about being an effective mm-hmm. player making a difference in somebody else's life you know because music uh, it can move mountains it can heal it can people like to use different types of songs to for their emotions at that moment and I always tell uh the people that come on my podcast you know our superpowers are music 
because it does make a difference in somebody else's life. It's not all about oh, Absolutely. I want to be, oh, be famous, this, that, and the other. No, and there and listen, if that's what people want, that's what people want. I know for myself, you know, I want to be an effective player. I want my music to make a difference. You know, it, it's interesting because a couple of years ago, I wrote uh, an album called Where Do We Go From Here? And um, on the on the one track is called Numb. And it talks about the mass shootings in the United States and how it seems that everybody's gone numb. It's like any other, every other day. And people just walk away and it's just like, okay, there's a shooting. Mm-hmm. And we go about our day within three days, four days. It's like, okay, this has become part of the United States. So it's great to see right. and, and hear other writers like you um, that create music that's going to affect some kind of change or affect some, you know, somebody's life in some kind of way. Right. I was going to say just in response to your song, Numb, I think that culturally uh, many of us in this country and and possibly just as a species um, avoid pain, like to avoid, I'm not one of those people, but a lot of people want to avoid pain and avoid the challenge of change, of like rising up in the face of something that's asking you to change. Um, And I think that to be brave and to face the hard things and be like, you know what, I can like rise up to this. I can change. Like we can like work together and collaborate on something is right. what's needed. You know, yeah. you know? we all, no. yeah. I a hundred percent agree. It's just, um, sometimes there are just, just afraid to, to touch on certain subjects. I could care less. I, I have one life to live. I'm not here to be a people pleaser. I write what's from my soul. I, and I always say the same thing. People don't tell people that draw, paint, stencil, or whatever, why did you put a splash of blue or orange or red in there? They allow them to create whatever they want to create. But when it comes to music, oh, why did you do this? Oh, I went to, oh this is not in line with, I don't have time for that. I'm just going to write whatever I want mm. and, and, and do my right. thing. I'll, and I'll say... Uh, I talk about this a lot. This is something I I advocate for and talk to a lot of younger artists because I've been mm-hmm. doing this a while. But a lot a lot of younger artists have moved to LA, um, have these conversations about. But I'm like, there's a difference between music and industry. So mm-hmm. a lot of times that that line gets blurred, especially with younger people who have only grown up in the context of social media, right. and the like like some of what people talk about. Has, isn't music you're talking about industry and commercialism and capitalism that those are the subjects you're talking about which is how to turn your art into a business and for some reason I agree with you like music that's been forced upon more than other mm-hmm. mediums I'm not like not completely more like every media you know like people don't sell as many books because of online but like everyone's been affected in a different way but right. I feel that music has been music has been affected the most because we have been completely forced into being a visual commercial medium like we are jingles we are we are licensed we are commercial we are whatever so like some people think success is now but you're like music is not a visual medium music is an auditory medium and like songwriting is impactful because there's words with it i feel like just instrumental music maybe you can get away with like the blue slot like you're saying But people pay attention when you put words on it. But I think that people have forgotten, not not people who love music, but the population at large has forgotten about 
the power of music and like giving music the freedom to be metaphorical and explorative and, and curious and weird and whatever, you know, whatever form it wants to take. I agree with you 100%. Now, how did you get into the music industry? Was it something that you heard, you saw, or did you come out of the womb the saying music and me? That's, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> I will say, because you said music industry, so I'll answer two-part questions. So number okay. one, music in general. Music in general is out of the womb, girl. Out of the uh, womb. Like I was, I was probably annoying my parents, like singing and like, <laughs> since I was like, like a baby, like two years old, three years old, singing, dancing, like making little shows, forcing them to watch me do a thing, all that, all that stuff's been happening forever. Um, and then I, I started in the classical music world, playing like clarinet and playing in wind ensembles and marching bands, and then I did choir for like 11 years, um, like competitively traveling, full choir dork, fully proud of it. (laughs) And then uh, it wasn't until um, like 2006 was when I recorded my very first EP. And for all the young people out there listening, this is still when you were like slinging CDs out of your backpack. Like there was no, like MySpace existed, but that, you know, there was, there wasn't what's going on now. There just wasn't the online stuff. It was real life still. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until I moved to LA to answer like the second part of your question about the industry. It uh, wasn't until I moved to LA in 2013 that I, I don't want to say like woke up to like what success is, but LA will give you like a harsh slap of, of like, you want to take this seriously and make this your thing, like time to work. You know what I mean? Cause it's not, it's not easy. There's a lot of competition, all that crap. Like, all the things people say, but for me, it really motivated me and helped me thrive. And I really love seeing so many people out there, like excited about something and trying to like achieve what they want to achieve. Like I found that very inspiring and moving. Um, So then I just started learning through trial and error, through reading, meeting people, going out all the time, all the ways in which, you know, a young unguided person like can learn about anything is just being there and living it. Um, is how I started stumbling into different aspects of the industry, you know. Awesome. Now, how important, and I think I know the answer to this, is it for you to be authentic in your music and authentic in your life? Extremely. (laughs) (laughs) Extremely. My one-word answer. And the thing is, is that I... I'm not trying to be authentic. It's it's like I can't shut it off. And for the people who know me intimately, they know it's probably to a fault at some times. Like I, I'm very, very honest and sincere, and I do my best to deliver that honesty from a place of love and from a place of calmness and patience. But I am always honest, always, um, probably more honest than I need to be sometimes. But I so authenticity is just like my spirit purpose on the planet I don't try it's just what it is (laughs) yeah um I'm yeah I'm right there with you I'm honest some people say Natalie you're just a little too blunt you don't have a filter let me tell you (laughs) at first at first I'm nice I'm sweet but it's the way that somebody comes at me you're going to get what you gave me what do I mean I'm like I mean what do people expect (laughs) 
me to just be, let somebody just be funky and then I'm just, oh, okay, sweet. No, that's not me. I like to be honest. I don't like people playing games with me either. So I completely, completely understand you. Uh, you and I are simpatico. <laughs> it's simpatico on that. Um, which, which artists would you say have inspired you, if any? Oh, I'm like, uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> I can, I'll, I will share a few that are on like my current list. Okay. Just to, otherwise, we'll be here for we'll be here for a very long time. Um, but uh, um, I loved I love Jill Scott. I'm I'm a really big fan of neo soul and R and B and funk and trip hop like more than anything. I love all music, but that's what really captured my heart, um, especially as a young young person. But like Jill Scott, like Alicia Keys, um, Zero Seven. Um, like the Stan Hyatt is Coyote, uh, but I also love like you know David Bowie and like Beck and Kate Bush and like the Gorillas and like I just like I like people who are doing creative, interesting things who have soul and who also have like musical elements that are unexpected and that kind of are like oh wow I was, like you didn't see it coming I lo- I love moments like that in music. I agree with you. I, and a good you know, voice. And a, and a good yeah. voice, of course. I'm a sucker for a good voice. <laughs> Ever since I've uh, gotten deeper into the music industry, I um, really listen to lyrics more than I listen to the melody of a song because I like to see how somebody used words. Words like I, If there's a word that I want to use and it doesn't rhyme, I could care less. I'm just like, it's going in because I want it to, and it makes the song. So I completely understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah. What, what do you love most about being an artist? What do I love most about it? Um, I suppose, I don't know. That's not something that I, I think about or that people ask very often. Um, I suppose it's just the ability to to experience life and process it through something that people can uh, use as a tool for their own processing, maybe. Um, I also love how it it just connects people. You know, just in general, I think I love that about being an artist is the ability to bring people together and have people meet each other and introduce different worlds to one another and I really appreciate the gift of being able to do that. I love that I'm part of the audience, the listener's life in the sense that I can affect affect some kind of change and one woman that I met a couple months ago was telling me something and I was just like, wow she was performing somewhere and the, after she finished her set, the person came up to her and said, oh, my gosh, that was wonderful. Um, you inspired me so much. I said, because he goes, I was going to go home and kill myself, and now I'm not, just by her performance. So people just don't understand the power of music, the power of performance, the power of words for somebody. That man, mm. the guy who go to this show, listen to this performance, 
and decided he had a reason to live. This is what we can do. This is our power. Yeah. So we got to keep. I would ar- Go ahead. I would argue that I would argue that there is a sense of uh, a deep sense of isolation when you're in a mental state like that, and that's what I was trying to share too. Is like people like art, and especially music, has the power to make you feel not alone. And so does reading. Like like some people get that from reading. Some people get that from other other mediums of art. But it's like you're not alone. Someone else felt what I felt. Someone else has thought what yeah. I thought. Someone else has like you're not alone, you know, and I think that that's, that's where that power comes from is that feeling of bringing people together. It really is. It Amen. all goes back to that. Amen to that. Now I'm going to play your song, Don't Sell Yourself. Tell me what that's about. Oh, that song I wrote um, after I got laid off of a big girl job I had after college. Um, I had worked there for a couple of years and I, I lost my job and because it was so unexpected, I lost my, my place because mm. um, I couldn't afford it and I didn't have savings. Um, and then, I, you know, I put all my stuff in storage. I have plenty of friends. Like I wasn't completely alone and isolated. I was very grateful for that, but I, you know, wasn't living anywhere for, for about a year. And right. I, the whole time I was like, what am I doing? Who am I? Where am I going? Blah, blah, blah. And don't sell yourself was the, the culmination of me deciding to really sit in the seat of being a musician and an artist and commit to that fully and to receive me losing that job as a gift and all, all the, it's a, it's a big song. That was like a huge song for me. What?
because my two little hands um, does, doesn't do the music justice or the artist justice. That was <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thanks so much. Yeah. It brought me back to a certain period in life. I want to say, yeah, it gave me like this, uh, kind of like a 70s vibe. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I loved it. Um, Thank you. Yeah, like very, very much like have a like a proggy vibe on that album like like progressive rock like very very 70s singer songwriter very elton john very early that, david bowie like hunky dory yeah yeah i love the groove behind it now tell me about your upcoming record um how you got it funded uh if there's a theme to it um, everything all about it so yeah. be released. All right. So um, I just want to share, because I'm so excited about that, about this. I hope that's all right. Um, that in just over a week, in like nine days, my the very first single from this record is coming out awesome. um, on a June, yeah, on June 6th. And it's called Just Trying to Do My Thing. It's the very first song on the record. Um, and it is, it was written as a direct response to uh, a lot of the blog PR nonsense mm. of people being like, this is good, but, you know, but this didn't quite gel for us. Or, you know, your voice is absolutely stunning, but we're not going to write about you, even though we just complimented you. And all these really funny things. Someone someone once told me I was too, too jazzy. Um, and so uh, I laughed because I, I was like, yeah, I write like R&B, jazzy, interesting music. Uh, right. And so I wrote just trying just trying to do my thing as a as a direct response to that. And the album that it's on is called Cognizance. Um, I'll be releasing four singles from that this year total, and then the out al- the full album itself plus a vinyl record will come out next year, the very top of next year. So people got to wait for that because they got to hang on for the the singles 
and the music right. videos and all the things because I'm trying to do this the right way and be, you know, a knowledgeable artist right. in the modern day music climate. So we that's what's going on. Um, but the album, man, the songs are very uh, broad in regards to subject matter and cognizance was something I chose um, to be the title because that's what I felt the album was about, was about knowledge and awareness and, uh, you know, noticing, paying attention to what's going on around you. Um, that's, that's what this album is all about. And in regards to how I funded it, I would love to just shout out the 154 angels that donated to an Indiegogo campaign I did at the end of 2019 um, mm. and how loving, loving and patient they have been. <laughs> I was supposed <laughs> to go in the studio, you know, at the top of 2020 and then obviously postponed. Right. Um, but I, you know, but we didn't stop and we kept our commitments and it's, and now it's officially time. And I'm, I'm very, very blessed and very excited about it. All right. So I'm just going to play a teeny weeny, weeny, weeny clip of it, of the song. Yeah, teeny. <laughs> Mimi. Let's see. The vibes, it's like it's all good vibes. I feel like it's like the perfect summertime single. I feel like it's the perfect yeah. song to listen to if you just want to like feel yourself and be proud of yourself and love yourself and like not give a damn what people say Amen. about, you know what I mean? Yeah, I want it to be like a very empowering, freeing piece of music. No, and I think it, based on a little that I heard, I think it will be. Um, it's funny because I, I recently released a song last month called Blocked, and it's about blocking people on social media. People act like they don't do it, but they do. They block people. I know plenty of yeah. people. That <laughs> I block people during the political thing. You, 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 I mean, I was shocked to see how ign- many ignorant friends I had. I was like, okay, bye. We can't agree to disagree. Bye. Don't have time for that crap. Um, what? Which one of your songs do you like to perform the most and why? Publicly? Yeah. Um, hmm. I, there is a song, I love, the song you just played, that my first single coming out, I do love playing that song, I'm just trying to do my thing, I do play that one pretty often, but another song that I play really often is called This Damn Place. Okay. Um, it's not out yet, it's not out yet, it'll be on that album, but it's, it's one of those songs that's really slinky. It's really jazzy. It's really down tempo. It's like got a whole vibe to it, which is one musically is why I love playing it. Um, And it's one of the few songs. It's one of the very few songs that I allowed myself to just complain about stuff. I don't often do that um, in my music, but it's just about the hardship of life and of bills and of not having enough money 
being an artist and just like a lot of a lot of us <laughs> these days. But um, yeah, right. I, I really like playing that song. It helps me get my feelings out. <laughs> now, what would you prefer to perform in a large venue or a small venue? What is your preference and why? Mm. Wow. If <laughs> I let's see, if I could do whatever I wanted. I would mm-hmm. want to play like a, a completely sold out, like 300 person room with a uh, with a full piece band where I have one song where it's just me and a grand piano. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not huge and it's not tiny and it's not completely acoustic and completely alone and all these things. I love I love playing no matter what it is. But if I had to pick one thing the rest of my life, I'd want it to be that like kind of like beginning to be a group of people, but it's not too much. And I'd want it to definitely be a full band and I'd love to have my grand piano moment. Just, a, just a big ass piano is there for me. And I'll have to, I just walk in and show up and it's there. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. Now, what are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? That I wish I had known. Um, all I would say is I wish that I knew more about, uh, marketing and, um, just music, music business strategy before I released earlier albums that ended up just kind of in like the floating ethers of the internet, not doing anything because I didn't really know what I was doing yet. Um, so I'd want to know, I'd want to know that, but other than that, nothing I've, I've enjoyed the the unknowing and like the curious unfolding of all the weird places I've been and the people I've met. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of interest, interesting people that I've met as well. But one of the things I wish I had known is how hard the music industry is and how much work it takes to um, mm. promote and market. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's different for people living now than back in the day because there's so many platforms that um, our our music can be on. And, you know, you have to promote on TikTok, there's Clubhouse, there's Instagram, there's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Snapchat, there's YouTube, there's Pinterest. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, there's a lot, a lot to do. And now, you know, um, Facebook has Facebook Reels, um, Instagram Reels. I mean, it's just, we're inundated with so many things. And now, um, when you're creating music, if, if if people want to, you really need to think about whether those the songs that you're creating will work for these platforms. Because you can go viral on, on, on them. If that's something that you want, people can use your music. You can make money that way. Obviously, we're not making money uh, streaming. Most people are making money um, selling merch, going on tour, or um, yeah, thinking licensing. Is thinking licensing something that you'd like to get involved in? Or are you looking at that as well? Um, I I just want to quickly say, like, I think this goes back to the beginning of our conversation, which is that music has nothing to do with commercialism and capitalism. <laughs> so, like, a lot of these things, these apps, and whether your music fits and all that stuff is just a matter of if you want to make art or if you want to make uh, commercial uh, sonic scapes. So if you want to make jingles and that's, and your shit is you want to sing on top of jingles, then you can do that. 
That's what pop music is. You want to sing on top of this little claps and woos and shit, then you go ahead and woo and clap your little heart out. But that's not uh, art. That's soundscape. So it's up to you. You can make whatever you want. Anyone listening, you can make any music you want, and it's worthy and it matters. Um, in regards to licensing, I would love to be have my music in film specifically because I feel like my music is very cinematic is what every one of my fans and people in my life have told me. I feel like it would be best suited there. Um, I'm not interested in uh, producing music for TV and film, meaning they give me a prompt and I make music for them. But right. I am interested in like top top lining and singing on someone else's stuff. That's just for that's just for TV because that that I love doing no matter what. I'll sing anything because I love singing so much. Um, but but as far as like me producing and like writing and composing instruments and yeah all that stuff. I'm not interested in uh, prompts. I'm interested in having my art be licensed um, for, like, creative works, creative visual works. Yeah. Awesome. Um, lastly, what is a quote, inspirational quote, message, word that you like to use to push yourself when you're happy or when you're feeling down? Um, something that motivates you. Oh, man. A quote? It could be a quote, it could be a word, a passage, it could be a phrase, a saying. Um, man, there's like a lot. I only because I just watched this the other day. Um, do you know the movie The Birdcage? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah uh, such a good movie. But one of the main characters said the other day, "I'm quite aware of how ridiculous I am." <laughs> which I think is just a brilliant thing to say. And there's like a lot of empowerment in that. And then the other thing is that communities survive better than individuals. Mm. I think communities and people coming together is where strength is and uh, not being so isolated and so obsessed with your individuality that you forget that you need others to be a complete Right, a participating person in society, I think, is important. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brenda, for being on Chatting with Nat. It was get, great getting to know you, getting to know your music. Um, you definitely are authentic, and you speak your truth, and I love that about you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, and thank you for, you know, supporting women, women in music. Yay, because women rock. We rule. They just don't know. Yeah. They're starting to understand that in the world out there. Are they better? Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about eventually get, doing an, an IG live um, so everybody can see us chatting. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Um, weekend. I can't believe that this weekend anyway. This is just crazy. Uh, all right, everybody. This is singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, producer, Brenda Carsey. You can find her at brendacarseyart.com. Um, Instagram Instagram is the same. It's brendacarseyart.art. Facebook is brendacarseyart. Yeah. YouTube is brendacarseyart. Yeah. And if you don't remember yeah. that, you can use that tool called Google. Is Google Brenda Carsey, you can say music or Brenda Carsey, you'll find her. Stream, stream her music. Buy her music. There's still that thing called buying music. 
People don't like to do it. Yeah. You can still do yeah. it. Um, she's awesome. Find her. Um, follow her. Follow her everywhere. Um, thank you so much, Brenda, for being on Chatting With Nat. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. Same to you. Thank you. All right, everybody. That was Chatting With Nat. Until next time. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.